The Modern Marinex podcast is a blend of four personalities openly expressing things you might not have had the chance to, yet. Through intentional and authentic conversations, they unravel the complexities of life as a modern Marinex. Welcome to the Modern Marinex podcast, where the only thing that is closed is our legs. Possible side effects from listening to this podcast are feelings of warmth, enrichment, elevation, inclusion, validation, gratitude, relief, wisdom, openness, positivity, radiance, inspiration, comfort, groundness, wellness, and empowerment. Consume at your own risk. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode one of Modern Marinex Podcast. Woo! <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator Test. And long story short, it is a personality test that, you know, uses data to describe how people belonging to a certain personality type are likely to behave. So this test helped us assess, you know, our strengths, point out any potential weaknesses or like how we like to say room for growth um and yeah we've been assigned to four different categories and we'll see how it goes we just want y'all to be able to get to know us a little bit better and what better way to do that than by taking a data-driven test so the four categories of this test are number one introversion or extroversion and then we've got the second one sensing or intuition third thinking or feeling and fourth judging or perceiving and it's actually quite funny because three of four podcast girls are turbulent (laughs) and the term turbulent definitely sounds chaotic but in terms of the personality type we're going to need to think of this as more so like passionate with their emotions or having a strong sense of direction fueled by their emotions okay um and then i am the assertive personality type but even if that sounds apathetic, it's more so it's like, oh, it is what it is. Like, that's my outlook on things. So it's so funny. All four of us could have all been turbulent types. But because I've taken this like a year and a half ago, I kept start, I kept taking it. And I was like, you know, I got some places to work on. <laughs> so it'll be an interesting conversation today to see how our personalities blend and how we can learn to grow together and yeah cue the vulnerability to start things off let's have everyone go around introduce themselves and by introducing themselves reiterate your name and what is your personality type hi i'm dri i'm an enfpt for turbulent and that means that i am a campaigner Hi, I'm Jamie, and I am a ESFJT, also turbulent, and I am a console. Hi, everyone. I'm Shay, and my um, letters are INFPT, and I'm a mediator. And then me, Steph, I am an executive ESFJA the only assertive one here (laughs) so we'll see how this goes we've got a group of very passionate people with different personalities that again we all blend that's why we wanted to make this pod um let us start let's see let's see let's see how do i start this conversation um i guess we can identify one of our strengths and one of our weaknesses first to start this off I don't know. How does one start explaining their personality type? Alrighty. So I feel like a strength that really resonated with me is that 
I'm very curious, but also that I'm very energetic and enthusiastic. So that leads to the weakness of having like shiny object syndrome. So I'll always want to start new like projects or things or even books. Books are my problem right now without finishing the last one. Like I get caught up in something new and something more exciting and I'll just jump and jump and jump. And that doesn't quite mesh well with my turbulent personality because since I'm turbulent, according to 16personalities.com, I am very success driven and a perfectionist. So that's where I'll start. For me, I feel like my strength that really spoke to me was a mix of sensitive and warm and good at connecting with others um, because that just shows that I want to get to know you and kind of understand like why you tick the way that you tick and how um, you are as a person um, but obviously with that strength comes sometimes either very vulnerable to criticism and I think that goes with turbulent as well because it's not that I don't want to hear like what you have to say or like a different um, perspective. It's more as in I'm very passionate and what I put out there is probably taken me very detailed amount of time and stuff. So if someone comes from a very place of criticism, I could very easily like shut down or kind of look at myself the wrong way instead of like, this is just a project, this is just some action. I would take it like too personally. Yeah. I think similarly with me, um, one thing for the INFPT strengths that I resonated with a lot was creativity, and that's something that I feel like ha I have known about myself um, from the very beginning of like my childhood until now, and um, I think that my creativity is something that spoke to me right now because I feel, especially in this time of my life, I was lacking a creative outlet and so fast forward into this podcast I'm very happy to have this creative outlet and um, to be with all of my friends and with um, all of our listeners and um, I think that it it's a little conflicting with uh, my turbulent aspect because it um, I think that my creative mind makes me have like a vision and so when I have a certain vision in mind, like I'm very um, passionate about achieving that. And I don't know, maybe that can be a little um, stubborn, maybe. Um, so I could be a little stubborn when it comes to that. But I think that I'm learning how to be more like open to criticism and open to like having more collaboration. Um, and then let's see. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> For me, as an EFJA, um, a strength that definitely stands out to me is enjoying creating order. While that is definitely beneficial in like, you know, corporate America and being a student and stuff like that, I feel like that's definitely a weakness when it comes to life outside of work. Um, you know, being uncomfortable with the unconventional, I guess you can say, is something that I'm trying to work on because everyone has their different ideas of like what is unconventional and what is, you know, appropriate for society. And I think that's where this podcast is definitely pushing me to work on that. I don't know. It seems like we have a bunch of different strengths and weaknesses that we felt stood out the most. Um, what was one of your favorite celebrities that tend to fall within your personality type? Uh, my favorite celebrity 
that fell into my personality type of ENFP is Will Smith. I love that Will man. Will Smith. I love him. Yes. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> I think for me, for an ESFJT, it was definitely Jennifer Lopez. Oh my Ooh. god, that girl. VJLo. <laughs> yes, she has so many talents. So seeing that name, I was like, yes. <laughs> Mine was also an entertainer. So for like INFP, PT. I love um, Alicia Keys, so it's really cool to know that she is also identified as INFPT. Wow, mine is so boring. <laughs> mine that stands out and that people might know about is Dwight Schrute from love The Office. It. Like, are you joking? I my Do I? Yeah. <laughs> Michael. I'm Michael, and you're my <laughs> Dwight. <laughs> I'm the assistant of the assistant. No. <laughs> you know, that actually makes so much sense because as an ENFP, I really loathe being micromanaged and like structure and all that. Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. here to keep me in check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to keep you in check. And also I'm like the legit opposite of you. And I think that our podcast blend of personalities, like we literally will push each other and we will see how the rest of this podcast goes because we've got two people from the more intuitive side and then another two from like the sensing side. Gosh, it's a, it's a very interesting mix. And uh, isn't it so crazy how we have a different personality type for every other person and none of us are exactly the same? Like, was that something that you think we expected or that you had a, had been surprised by when seeing everyone's results? For me, I think that we we just click well because we complement each other and we found that out through like working together previously and it's honestly such a strength and I love that about us. I was literally gonna say the same thing. I said it in the last episode. I don't think I could have done this by myself. Going back to my personality type, I'm more of like a free willy nilly, just fucking do it kind of thing. But when we all started planning everything and you guys are bringing up all these ideas, I was like, I would have never thought to plan it, but it all came together so beautifully. And I really think that Shay, like Shay said, we do complement each other. Yeah, I feel the same thing. Like, I think of it, uh, here's my good at connecting with others, uh, practical <laughs> skills, strength here. But I think of it as, like, that perfect group, like, friends, like, working on a project together. Because we all know where we lie and our strengths and weaknesses within each other. So it's just so great because it's, like, even if you might feel uncomfortable because you're, like, oh, I'm not really good at that, you have that strong sense of community within your friends that you know someone's going to be right there to help you through that. And I think that's honestly so beautiful. And that's why this podcast is just prime. Chef's kiss. Yes, yes. That's why our podcast is Chef's kiss jamie so true this podcast is a result of like all of our passions into one and all of our personalities into one it's literally our baby and i don't know i feel like hearing everyone's strengths and potential areas of growth is very telling on like why we wanted to work on this project together and why we want to you know try this new venture with each other what is one strength that we were like oh yes this is my strength i'm gonna take this and run with it what was one strength that really stood out to you for me with my enfp it's definitely us seeing life through a prism of emotion and mysticism 
So we're always trying to find a deeper meaning. Since we're always trying to find a deeper meaning, we tend to overthink things. Mm -hmm. And so other people don't see life through the same lens that we do. So we might keep trying to push or project our own thoughts onto other people, expecting them to like meet us where we want to be, but they don't. And so we get a lot of pushback for that. Mm. Do you feel like, wait, you're a cancer, right, Dre? Yeah. Do you feel like that? <laughs> she's rolling her eyes and she's like, yeah, <laughs> for those who don't see. Um, for being a cancer and having like the very like what was the word that you used um to explain it like a very like dedicated um emotion that you want others to meet you halfway with do you feel like that plus being a cancer is like a good mix do you feel like it's like uh, I don't know I'm I don't know if I'm a cancer (laughs) like what do you what does that make you feel it's honestly so challenging it's so challenging because I guess being a Cancer, everyone expects me to be really sensitive already anyways. And so when I approach people and I say things, I already feel like they already have a certain expectation of what I'm going to say. And so I guess that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. I answer the question? <laughs> yeah, you definitely did. It's like, it's like, and eh, it's a good and good and bad in your opinion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. like personally, I don't have a problem being sensitive and vulnerable and all those things. It just becomes an issue when other people are not. Mm-hmm. And so I try to bring it out of them. And of course, not everybody is willing and they, they might be resistant. Yeah. And yeah. I have to learn how to not take that personally. Yeah. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. I mean... If it weren't for this test too, like you wouldn't be able to see all your strengths and all your weaknesses and think, okay, so this is what I'm great at and this is where I can improve more. I feel like that's a standing thought for all of us here. Um, how about you, Jamie? What is one strength that you know you're going to run with? And then if you want to open up about like a weakness that you really also want to work on, feel free. Um, I think once I saw good at connecting with others, it kind of screamed to me communication. Um, and I, if you know me personally, I love talking. I am such a chatterbox. Um, so when I saw that, I just saw how I can literally be in a place and I'm that, of course, sensing. I like being observant and kind of trying to figure out like who I can mix with. And I'm not one to be afraid to be like, hey, like, hi, how are you, blah, 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 kind of person. Um, And obviously not stepping boundaries if that person's like, no, like, I'm not going to be like, talk to me. But (laughs) I think um, these, these, like, connecting with others um, is such a strength for me because I love getting to know other people and just who they are and what their story is about. Um, That's always my thought when I see just, like, anybody. I'm like... I wonder what your story is. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, uh, could always come like too selfless or um, I kind of always want to, when I connect with others and it's a strong connection, like I'll kind of forget about myself and kind of wonder how you are and what, you, like, do you need anything kind of person? And I forget about my own feelings mm-hmm. and kind of push me as a back burner and put you kind of first which is something that I'm working on and I feel like I'm so much better at mm-hmm. um but that connection depending on who that is like it could really play a role in how I like handle things and how I am towards everything you know because right. I want to be able to 
um, you know, connects with you. And I think that also keys in with vulnerable to criticism because if mm-hmm. it's something, someone that I'm really strong with, um, if you criticize me for something I didn't see coming, like it's really going to affect me in a way more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I feel. Mm-hmm. So that need for like connection with others, do you feel like it, like you wanting to relate to people, do you feel like that makes it hard for you to like let go of like painful feelings? I know you said that like being vulnerable and, you know, to the people you value most, if they point something out and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Do you feel like you kind of grow like resentment or you're like, ugh that really hurt my feelings. Don't talk to me for like two months. Like, how do you think you handle the painful feelings? Um, Ooh, that's like a great question. Um, I feel like another thing that came up was often too needy. And (laughs) I remember that kind of, I was like kind of hurt. I was like, what? I'm an independent (laughs) AF. What you mean too needy? But I think it comes with, when I read it, it came with like wanting, like I'm that words of affirmation person. So Yes, when it comes from a painful place, depending on what was said or depending on how the situation progressed with that person, whether we met in the middle or you completely like just was like, no, bye. I think it takes a lot of time for me to trust and kind of want you back in my place and Mm -hmm. kind of forget what you did. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like I think it's a difference. There's a fine line between like forgiving and being like, okay, like we're totally cool now. Uh, I think I would just be like, okay, like I forgive you, but please like stay away from me because you bring like these painful memories. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Now we all know don't, don't bring any painful memories into Jamie's life because then we won't have a podcast. Bye. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Like we won't have a podcast. Oh my gosh. No, but this test or personality test is really really useful for having us you know look it in look ourselves in the eye and see you know this is what you need to work on and if you want to take control of your life let's do it let's do it um how about you Shay what is one strength that you want to run with and a weakness that you're like oh that hurt but I can work on it Mm -hmm. um for me this one the the verbiage and like the wording was really interesting for me it says loyal to their views and so I think that I don't know, it really resonated with me because I think that I'm the type of person that if I have um, certain perspective or morals or values towards something, like I, I'm very set in that and um, I know what I want in life and I know my own worth and I know my values. And so that really, I don't know, put a magnifying glass and reaffirmed like all of my feelings towards that and um, knowing my sense of direction. And I think um, the opposing weakness to loyal to their views is being overly idealistic and um, obviously being very um, set in what I value can be a deterrent in my life, especially, I feel this especially when it comes to my professional life Um, I'm constantly thinking about if it's possible for me to be in a profession that allows me to be creative and express my views and boundaries and like all that type of stuff. Like the ideal situation, is that even a real thing? So, and that can go towards anything like relationships. It can go towards friendships. It can go to like um self-image like anything really and so I think that 
mm, something that I'm going to continue working on is trying to like, I don't know, not be so um, de detail oriented and kind of look at things for the whole picture. Um, I think that would really help me. I mean, as a mediator, you definitely do crave like harmony, not only within like the people around you, but you also crave harmony, like in your own life and you being so idealistic. It's like, okay, are all my duckies in line? Like what is working? What isn't? And you have like a high regard of like the opinions of others too, at the same time, because you are a mediator. I did notice that you are like the only introvert, I guess, in our group as an INFP. We're all, you know, on the extroverted end. How does, you know, you your crave for harmony and but also wanting to be creative, how does that play a part in how you function like around us as a group too? Like you said, y'all are all extroverts and I'm the only introvert. I think that... I just feel comfortable with you, and I think that goes with, I don't know, in um, everyday settings when I interact with people, or when I used to interact with people, because I've mm -hmm. just been by myself, so it's going to be really interesting <laughs> going back in the world, <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to, like, learn to be a little bit more extroverted, um, but I think that being in such a comfortable um, setting with my friends and being with y'all um, really makes me feel like I can um, achieve harmony because um, y'all are open to like my ideas and like my feelings and like really hearing me out and being authentic and so I appreciate those type of interactions with people and I and it's interesting because um, I, I see myself being like extroverted in some certain like certain scenarios but then there's people, like, I know that some of my closest friends would think of me or, like, as somebody that, like, I can always talk to or, like, could be, like, lighthearted and funny and everything like that. And yeah. I definitely love being that way. And I think that there's, like, the opposing side where, like, people think of me as being really quiet and, like, to myself and, like, standoffish. And I, I think, like, that's me just being introverted because I just don't feel comfortable. So I'm not going to, like insert myself in situations where like there's a possibility for like I don't know rejection this is really deep um, <laughs> very deep <laughs> yeah I think like it's always been something that I've worked on and especially if you were to ask my my parents when growing up like I did not say a word to anyone like in grade school I would just literally like be by myself no one like people would tease me for not talking and it's just like something that I've always had to work on. And I don't know what was it like the change in me, but I don't know. It's really, it's affirming to see that, yes, I am introverted, but I can have um, like outgoing sides of me in certain scenarios. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's what's tough about having us take a personality test because it's very like labeling and puts us in a box but what you said speaks volumes because like our personalities and our actions are definitely influenced you know by our environment our experiences and like our goals at that moment like that sucks that those people in your class would like point that out and be like eh, you don't talk like what the heck I just felt like people would just be like it's not even like, oh, haha, you don't talk. It's just like, oh, I've never heard you say anything at all. And I'm just like, okay, I won't say anything again. You know, I don't know. I was always like apologetic and 
like my body language would speak to that too. So like I would not mm-hmm. say anything, but then my body language would be just like, Ugh, well, look at you now. You have a whole podcast. Okay, know, <laughs> you have I a whole am. podcast. You're glowing and talking. growing. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking yeah. <laughs> lo and behold <laughs> classmates of Shay she's talk. talking yeah. <laughs> like it, I don't know it's so like interesting hearing like childhood childhood experiences of that because it's just it's just so telling and it's like what were you thinking as a kid to relay that negative energy to another person like you don't know what they're doing like you don't know where their lives are at at the moment like I don't know. I really want to know what those people's personality types are at right now. Like, what what's your strength and what's your weakness? Because let's call that out. <laughs> As an ESTJ, um, something I really resonated with is that I'm less interested in conforming, I guess you can say. So it's like, oh, I'm very sure of myself. But that's also a weakness because it's like, oh, because I'm very sure of myself, I'm going to be stubborn and stuck in my ways. Like, that's definitely a weakness. And it's like, if happiness, like my happiness, doesn't depend on like how others feel about me, then it's like, oh shoot, like I really have to carry my own load and amp myself up because I value what I think of myself. Have you ever felt alone in your life with feeling that you can only depend on yourself or just believing in your own views and just fully pursuing yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, I think we touched upon that in the first episode where it's like I kind of pulled the plug and did what I wanted to do like that journey was very much like me on my own also mm-hmm. my family's very like to themselves like we're each very private individuals right. so it's like oh I had to support myself emotionally and then try to like navigate the scary world of college and like finding your career so there definitely has been instances in the past where I'm very much alone or I feel alone um, and because I valued like my sense of self that, rather than the opinions others had about me, mm-hmm. it was very like isolating. Like that can be very isolating. So that's something I'm trying to work on as an ESTJ. Mm-hmm. Wow, I want to cry. That makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And in your times of loneliness, how do you deal with it? Or what do you tell yourself to keep yourself going? Well, thank you for asking that because maybe someone (laughs) who feels alone might find this useful. Um, I actually have like affirmation cards that I like refer to in moments where I'm like, I suck, like self-loathing. I like try to refer to very positive messages that have been sent my way or cards or readings that very much helps because I'm very like, okay, this is what the book says. I'll take that because it's my book. I believe it. (laughs) Like it's very filtered, but affirmations, affirmations really help me out when I'm like self-loathing and isolating. (laughs) So vulnerable. (laughs) Do you ever feel ostracized by having to actively give yourself these affirmations? Um, and do you think about if other people have to do the same for themselves? Like, how does that make you Strangely, feel? no. Mm-hmm. No, I've never felt, like, ostracized for that. And I think we're very lucky to be living in California where it's, like, mm-hmm. normal for people to try to, like, manifest things and mm-hmm. try to um, really visualize what you want for yourself as a person. I don't feel ostracized about that, but definitely that's something that I keep to myself because it's, like, why would I 
talk to my family members about how, you know, I, I felt like I sucked today, but mm-hmm. I tried to tell myself, good job. Like, I don't know how that would be relayed yeah. by family. So I guess it is like a yes and no answer to that. I don't know, did I answer your question? Yeah, it's like in your own head, like everything's fine and it's okay, but if you vocalized it to someone outside of your own self, they'd be like, mm, are you okay? Yeah. But you're yeah. like, yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my sister has definitely asked me, are you okay, sister? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Don't look at me, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Tears rolling down your face, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely me. Me too. Um, <laughs> Oh gosh, I don't know. Is there is there any memory that's at the forefront of your brain that you want to talk about anybody? Because Shay mentioned like being labeled by classmates in the past. Like what moment stands out to you in terms of, you know, your personality type? Well, according to the website, I am a true free spirit. And I think anyone that knows me would agree with that. But mm-hmm. I remember at a point in time in high school, I wanted to be an illegal street racer because I love playing Need for Speed. I wanted to be wow. a baker because I loved Cake Boss. And then I wanted to also be a female rapper because of Nicki Minaj's Pink Friday album. Oh, so, shout out to Nicki Minaj. <laughs> so that in itself, like I think about that often. Like I really am a true free spirit and like no dreams are too big for me. And mm-hmm. I know that sometimes when I tell people my ideas that they're like, mm, I don't know about that. Like that might be a little bit too much. So just like stuff, mm-hmm. I kind of just keep to myself now and just, just kind of work for myself. That's kind of the harsh reality sometimes. Like we will like pick up the pieces for ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that is not how we let love in, folks. We are trying to <laughs> let love in, like we said on the first intro episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny that you wanted to be an illegal street racer. Like, (laughs) that's a fun fact. That's definitely a fun fact. (laughs) I just thought they were so cool. Like, especially as a girl, like, that'd be cool. But Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. in the future. I just can't tell anybody. Yeah. You'll have to keep that to yourself for sure. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Jamie? Um, I think when I looked at more of what the website was talking about my personality, I realized that a lot came with the whole sense of like trying to harm like have harmony in like the group that you're in or also a lot of it was valued and appreciated and uh one thing was also last straw and reacting very strongly and I think when I think of that I don't think of one moment I just think of fallouts like fallouts with friends or fallouts with people that I didn't really have that strong connection with um or they did like a last straw moment for me Um, and it's kind of like a sad thing but a good thing because you know sometimes with time you realize how either toxic that person was or how different you were and maybe in that point in life it was really great that you guys were friends and it was a moment to live through but that was that like you know like enjoy that time and then when your paths are going different ways um it should just be like that connection was lost, but that's just because we are two different people now. Um, so when I saw those things of valued and appreciated or moments like that, I just thought of like past relationships as in like friendships and stuff like that, that I was really close with, but there was no value or there was starting to be a lack of appreciation for the little things because I'm very into the little things. Um, so yeah, that was that's what struck to me when I saw that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shay, do you have another moment you probably want to share? 
aside from um child that childhood memory okay so one of one of the weaknesses for infpt um, mediators is being conflict averse and um i definitely in my previous like relationships or anything like that um i think that that was something that I really struggled with at first and I I look back on it and then I'm just like why did I ever why was I ever okay with this or how did I let this slip by or like why didn't I set a boundary with this that and whatever and it's not like a romantic relationship but like any boundaries right like I didn't I understand the idea of setting boundaries and I didn't understand the um that boundaries are very much well needed no matter where you are in your life and um yeah so I think that that's something that is really interesting as a weakness for INFP and even though like today I am very understanding of its importance um I think that it's always a learning process for me and I have to be very present and like actively working on setting those boundaries Um, because I tend to just be like, oh, you know, it's okay. And revert to like being introverted or just being like, oh, I'll just let it go. Or like, I'll work on it later or like something like that. And so I just really need to be, I don't know, be assertive. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Wow. Who thought that this would be a very deep episode? I was hoping that it would be like, you know, lighthearted, funny, hot goss. But sorry, folks, we're really getting real here. (laughs) We're really getting real here. (laughs) Like, I don't know when it comes to talking about like who we are and experiences that have made us like reflect on moments where we could have acted differently. It's like, because we're such perfectionists, it's like, a Debbie Downer a little bit. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. y'all. I'm no, sorry Debbie. to be asking these types of questions. I honestly love these type of conversations because it's just like, it mm-hmm. makes me think about like how, like what we put into the world and how we can better improve ourselves. And so like, we're really looking at ourselves in the mirrors and like seeing what we have and like what we can do better. This is us looking at ourselves and thinking, let's be strategic. Like we're trying to work smart here. We're trying mm-hmm. to be the best that we can be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a standing theme within all of our personality types. Like everyone wants to be their best selves. And this is a part of that journey, like openly talking about that. Like no one's perfect. Neither are we. So <laughs> even if we're podcast hosts and radio stars, international <laughs> radio stars, I might add, <laughs> we're still human too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, UK. <laughs> Thanks, UK. We're international. <laughs> I'm interested in knowing if your personality types told you what percentage of the population you were or your personality type was. Oh, I don't think I saw. Let's mine, see. Mine was one of the most, so ESFJT was one of the they said most popular, but I was confused because it said only 12% of the population, but I guess that's mm. a big number. <laughs> I guess so, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, results that you can have, so yeah. I think of those, yeah. For ESFJs, Jamie, yours means um, popular, as in like you're literally like the one who's like a sh- social butterfly. That's what they meant um, <laughs> by that. Mm-hmm. ENFP is 7%, so I was like, I was just curious how Whoa. how your guys' were. Mine just says, it just says rare. 
Don't, don't know the percentage. Ooh. <laughs> oh, she's rare. We are rare. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything in your results that made you think, you know what, this isn't me right now, but it could be me at my best potential, or like this could potentially be me at my best? I think for me, so for ESFJs, a lot of it was saying how um, there was some weaknesses that resembled or were along the lines of like inflexible or worried about social status and stuff like that. So I think that comes with, for me personally, I see that as my perfection side and how my worrisome doesn't come from like a level of hierarchy. It comes from just wanting to others to feel comfortable with what I'm doing and stuff so I feel like I need to stop worrying a little bit less of what others have to say if it's something that I'm very passionate about and something that I know like this is who I am and even if they're really close to me and they just think the complete opposite to not take that too personally and just be like you know that's just who I am this is where I am in life and I totally respect where you're coming from but I'm gonna stick with who with me you know think that's what I see as a potential weakness right now but definitely something that I've been working on to be just more flexible more going with the flow with what other people have to say because everyone thinks differently everyone has different um you know different ideas of who you are um so it shouldn't be that personal it should just be like oh thank you I can work on that but (laughs) not to the point of like completely cutting them off or completely being like by you know for me it said that my self-esteem is dependent on my ability to come up with original solutions and that i need to know that i have the freedom to be innovative or i quickly lose patience uh i honestly have never for a second in my life thought i was a creative individual until I guess until recently. And like Shay's face to be Like I have just never thought that I was a creative individual. I always stuck to the rules. I always got good grades. I always just did what other people told me to do. It's so and crazy to me. So now I just feel like I need to get out. Like I'm trying to swim out of here. I want to like embrace that quality in me and pursue my passions and individuality and freedom. But it's honestly something that other people have seen in me and I've heard it so many times, but I've never seen it in myself. So I guess that's definitely one thing I will continue to work on and believe in myself more about. That's definitely crucial. That's so crazy though. You never thought you were creative. What the heck? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Do you think that was because of like the people that were around you in that certain time? Like when did you figure out like, yo, I can do this. Like I'm good at this stuff and I can really create what I want and put it out in the world. I feel like the people around me, especially family, has just always put these expectations on me. And so I always felt obliged to to show them that I could do it. So I guess I've been living more for everyone around me instead of myself up until recently. Um, So yeah. But now you are living for you and you alone. Amen, hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Shay? I really resonated with all the strengths. So like there's thoughtfulness. For INFP strengths, there's thoughtfulness, generous, open-minded, creative, passionate, and loyal to their views. And I think that I don't know. I think that they're all things that I have and I possess, but it's always going to be like an ongoing process. And I could always be a little bit more generous and I can always be a little bit more thoughtful. And I think that 
it really it kind of is contradictory to like being introverted and I don't think that being introverted is a bad thing necessarily but when I think of being introverted I think of myself feeling smaller or um, making myself small in situations where I don't need to feel small and so when I feel small I tend to just be more reserved or like being a little bit more quiet and maybe like my thoughts aren't um, they're obviously not going to be articulated to the people that I really am like trying to be affectionate towards if I'm just feeling small about myself, you know? And so like, I think just being a little bit more intentional and upfront about like what I'm feeling, um, not just when it's in times of conflict or when I need to like solve a problem, but in times where I need to show like more love and support to other people, I could be a little bit more um, compassionate in that way. So definitely trying to be a bit more thoughtful, generous, and um, open-minded. That kind of relates to what I want to work on too. Like I want to work on expressing my emotions more frequently, like because I'm so like dedicated and like direct and like strong-willed, it's like I don't really open myself up to discussing how I feel and you know like you like you Shay like mentioning like you want to show your compassion and like show your generosity like pushing yourself to kind of express that that's what I really want to work on I want to be more emotional like showing emotions to the people around me I want to know since I'm the only single person here how do your personalities blend with your partner's it doesn't. Mm. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, yeah, no, complete opposite. <laughs> opposites. Yep. Yeah, we're complete opposites. Ray and I are totally opposite. I'm the more like feely, like I feel this, I feel that, I think you feel this and that. And he's like, no, black and white. Yes, no, that's it. And I'm like, what do you mm-hmm. mean? Like, you can't, like, elaborate or something? <laughs> like, no. And I don't, like, I haven't said it before, but um, with my results, I am 97% feeling. So that means I think 3% of oh, wow. the time. And I'm sure he's, like, the complete opposite, like, 100% thinking, zero emotion. But I think that also has to do with his up- upbringing and how his parents weren't very emotionally available for him and so that's what he's hmm. used to but i'm more like feelings 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 so <laughs> we're like total opposites for me it's like yeah we're completely opposite like he's more introverted he's more shy he's completely different than who i am um but i feel like that's how it works because it's like a good balance like i'm the one that's like blah 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 communicate communicate and he's more like let's just calm it down like let's just bring it down a notch and then I'm like oh yeah yeah not everyone's like my energy's here and he can bring it down to where other people are more comfortable which is always great um and he's more into like I think like logistical stuff like more into like history and like knowing all these kind of things and for me I'm like ugh, pish posh like I don't care about that (laughs) but that's a good thing because then he could teach me these things I'd be like oh thank you I didn't know that because I'm just here for the good fun stuff but you can teach me (laughs) the other stuff (laughs) but yeah for me definitely the same opposite like he's more introverted and more kind of like Ray like more Mm -hmm. like that's it 
Like, that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I want to know more. Like, why won't you tell me more? What do you mean? <laughs> and that's where, like, the, how many, how many percentage? That's where the 92% assertive <laughs> personality in me <laughs> really plays a part. <laughs> it's like, but you have to tell me how you feel, you know? Like, I can't, I can't function without knowing a little bit more. Like, that can't be it. <laughs> yes! Yes! But, like, that can't be it. No. Yes. Yeah, th- to me there has to be a reason, but according to this personality thing, I that's something that I have to work on. Understanding <laughs> that you know not everybody thinks the way that I do. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, but you know, opposites attract. I yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Would you say that you're powered by stress? Like stress helps you function better, or would you say that stress is more like debilitating for you? I mean, I, I've worked in restaurants um, mostly after college, and those environments are really stressful. Oh, so when gosh. I would have to go in for job interviews, I'm like, yeah, I'm really good with stress. Like, I can really <laughs> handle it. Bring it on. <laughs> like, bring it on. I got it. And then I am good with stress, and I always deliver. I do a good job, but, like, I'll do things where... Like, I'll just go like this. I'll just, like, punch my fist. Like, I'll just do, like, the, like you know, like, like I game got on. It, I got it. Yeah, game on. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I'm sure I scared some people away, but, you know, it, um, I feel like stress fuels me in a sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like it motivates me. And if I am not stressed, I don't produce work that's as good because mm-hmm. I always want to meet that expectation that my stress sets for me. Like, you level yourself up by being stressed. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, yes. <laughs> How about you, Jamie? Do you think you function better under stress? <laughs> um, I feel like... Okay, it, I feel exactly the same as Dree, to be honest, because I... Because I need so much, I feel like, stimulation because I get bored really easily, it works because I feel like I have so much things to do. Except... The higher the stress, I feel like the higher anxiety I get. And I feel like I can't really put my best effort out there. It's like, yeah, I can get it done. But is it the best? I don't think so. And I feel like Mm. it also just makes me like shut down or completely like just be like so anxious all the time, which is horrible. Um, So it works as in stimulation as I, oh, yeah, I have stuff to do. But mentally, emotionally, physically, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is definitely debilitating. <laughs> How about you, Shay? I think that I work best when I have a timeline in front of me. And it's that way, because I like to multitask, I don't think that my best work comes out when I work on one project for the whole duration of time. I think that my best work comes when I like work in it like in little spurts and like in just like keeps growing growing because it um I think it just refreshes my mind like taking little breaks or like I think that's what I do I I'll literally start something and then like my mind wanders I'm like oh wait there's something over here to do and so like I'll go over there and then like do something and I'm like oh wait gotta finish this and then so I'll do that and then I'm like yes but it's like me going like everywhere in my house or like in my little brain and um going to like my yeah like just trying to work on it that way and so I like to have a timeline and I like to um set like mini deadlines like that's something that I think I strive in I'm the same like though I am powered by stress and I thrive under stressful situations it's like I 
do just because I plan. <laughs> and this is why the pod works because we have Dree, the more like free spirit. Like we don't need to plan, but let's plan. Like we're all like flexible to each other. Question. Um, now that we've talked a lot about our personalities and how different um, we are, how do you think that dynamic works for us and how has that transitioned into how we have all these logistics with our podcast? I mean, I've touched upon it before within this episode, but again, I'm like, I'm a true spirit. I'm a true free spirit and I always have new ideas and very creative and I'm, again, just, like, really go-with-the-flow type of person, but I feel like being around these ladies, they help my convoluted thoughts get organized so I can do things in a more organized manner that's more digestible for the general public. I think for me, like, just hearing everything and for myself, I think I really like having harmony within our group, so... I'm more of like, even though it called me inflexible, uh, no, working on that. Um, <laughs> I feel like I like to listen to what everyone has to say. And then I want to like bring in everything like, okay, mm-hmm. we can have a little bit of this. We can have a little bit of that um, and tie everything together and just have like that harmony and balance, which is amazing because even though we're so different, I feel like no matter if someone has a different opinion of what they want to do, mm-hmm. there's never a like, no. There's always like, okay, like, why do you think that way? Or like, mm-hmm. how can we work with what you have to offer and what everyone else has? Because obviously, mm-hmm. we're an even number. So sometimes it may be hard to have like that three to one ratio or whatever. But luckily, we always find a way, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I think for myself, like I've mentioned before, like, I think that I'm my most authentic and true self when I'm put in these like type of environments in my friendship with like everyone here is definitely um, something that like makes me think critically about myself and how I want to grow and like um, I'm, I'm fueled by like inspiration and so I think that our podcast is only set for like immense growth not just in their pod, but, like, individually, too. I mm-hmm. think that we're just going to grow so much more as people. For me, I feel like this podcast is a great outlet, not only for the creative side of my life, but also for me wanting to be more, um, like, openly affectionate and, like, okay mm-hmm. with the un- unconventional. We all just flow so well, so it makes it okay for me to, like, you know, it's less scary navigating mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we definitely all accept each other and everything about each other. So there's never been an instance where there's really, like, any of us have really felt any resistance <clears throat> from any of each other. So mm-hmm. It's been really nice and beautiful. <laughs> it's been so good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's one thing working in the same, like, club in college, Mm -hmm. but it's another different thing when this is all our baby and our product. And, wow, that was a lot. But I hope all of you listeners got to know us a bit better. This is why we blend so well together. This is why we work. And we hope that you might have any other questions or maybe even take the 16 personality test online. What's your Myers-Briggs DM us on Instagram, leave it in the comments. 
Michael Scott, Johnny Depp, Dwight Schrute, and Tyra Banks would like to know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's really it from us today. Vulnerable. So vulnerable. I'm tired. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye! Bye! Bye, everybody! <laughs>